Welcome to the Spurs News Podcast, your home for all things Tottenham Hotspur. Now, here are your hosts. Song, chance to finish it off here. Hello everybody, this is Spurs News Podcast. The streak is over! (laughs) Matt, we did it! It's it's a good time to be a Spurs fan right now, isn't it? (laughs) I'm just so happy the streak's done. I was so over this up, down, up, down. Oh, wow. It's done, it's done, it's finished. We're never going to do it again. You listening, Tottenham, we will never... Do that again. <laughs> and and do you know what? There, there probably would be only one other team I'd want mm. to break that streak uh, with <laughs> that give me more pleasure than than, yeah. than West Ham. You know, the pleasure yeah. I got from breaking it with West Ham, you know? Yeah, man, I, they are so chirpy. Like, <sighs> I, I know last season they did really well, credit where it's due. This season they are holding their own again despite being in Europe, credit where it's due. But wow, do they go on? Oh, I mean, I know for the fact they've claimed they won a World Cup at one point. But do you know? Do you know? Yeah, look, I, it's fantastic. And I mean, I can remember when we beat them. I was at a game a few years ago when we was beating them four 0 and you, yeah. you know, we was, was winding them up, and then obviously was winding them up this time, and they get battered everywhere <laughs> they go. And you know, I just oh, yeah. there was, I was one of, of what fifty eight thousand fans singing it to them, and oh, yeah. the pleasure, <laughs> just knowing that they were squirming in their seats because they're such a mouthy lot. They're so mouthy, they really are. Like, and honestly, and, any and other fans, and they were silent as well. <laughs> yeah. that game. They were really shut up. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm watching it, and I can hear the crowd. I just all of a sudden hear this, you know, chant of "Shall we sing a song for you?" I'm like. That normally comes from the away end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, what the hell? Yeah, no, it's fantastic. That, do you know what? It, you know, it's one of those things where I didn't want to say anything before the game. Yeah. Uh, and I was comfortable saying it afterwards, obviously, with the result. Mm. But I had a really strong feeling that that um, U- uh, Europa League game they played yeah. would have an effect on the game. And it yeah. did, because yeah, it did, yeah. the second half, especially the second half, when it we had this kind of lull, if you remember, kind of between yeah. maybe minute 60 to sort of 80, and yeah. it was like, for God's sake, Spurs, you're playing into their hands. They want yeah. this slow pace because they're shattered from Thursday, yeah. you know? And it just reminds it reminded me, I mean, I don't know what the stats are, but I'm sure mm. that we never played that well after Europa League game. And I know they were at home. They played at home. Yeah. And, the, and the travelling can make a difference. But it wasn't that proof, if proof was needed. It did, yeah. That, that, it, it did definitely remind that, me of us in that yeah. position. I mean, don't, like, don't get me wrong. I appreciate, look, I'd rather be in Europe than not be in it. I get that, right? Yeah. I'd rather be where they are when it comes to being in Europe. They're just beating Seville and they're, you know, they're, they're yeah. flying there. But it, it really has a detrimental, a detrimental effect on, on your, um, your, your say normal, in inverted commas, normal season, you know? And, and you can see it with them. They were shattered. Like Antonio, who, you know, uh, the guy just relies on his on his brute strength most of the time. Yeah, I mean, he's not the yeah. sort of bloke that, that relies on his pace. But you can see that he was just dead on his feet almost from the first yeah. half. You know. Well, I, I think the um, I think Tottenham, I think Conte, I think the team had that, and they played a game because of that. Because one of the things I think we we do well if we get on the front foot. 
we we can actually dominate the ball now, and I can't. I don't think we've been able to do that since Pochettino. I, I genuinely believe that. When we get on the front foot, we can now dominate possession. We don't always do it. There is a real. Um, someone did a great tactical breakdown the other day, and the tactical breakdown basically showed that we were surrendering the ball, but it was absolutely on purpose because you could see the way the team was setting up. So they would press in packs, and against West Ham, it's the first time I've seen this in a while as well. We were really pressing them, yeah. like two to three players going in, two to three players every time, mm-hmm. which I think was just a case of. They are going to get leggy in this game. They are definitely going to struggle against us. So if we've got a pace and we press them and we put pressure on from minute one, if we can get in front, then then we we're onto it here. You know, we can really roll them over. Mm. And I mean, you were there. I personally felt watching it, we dominated that game, and their goal really was a lucky set piece. I mean, we we should do better at these things. We definitely need to improve at these things. But other than that. I mean, I know they had some shots and stuff, but Lloris, I don't think, never pulled a worldie, which, let's face it, he normally has to. <laughs> He's yeah. one per game. Yeah. And I I just didn't feel uncomfortable. I felt uncomfortable purely because I'm a Tottenham fan, but I never felt like they looked like they were going to hammer, you know, get in the game. Because there are certain times we've played teams, like when we play Man City and we're beating them, I'm fully expecting the game to finish like 5-2 to them. You yeah, know? It's sure. Because like, they are battering us. But in this one, it felt pretty good. I, I felt confident in the way we were playing. Yeah, I, do you know what? I had a, I don't know about you, but I felt quietly confident. You should never say that out loud, obviously. No. But I, I felt <laughs> internally quietly confident. Yeah. Uh, the only time I had a little wobble, I think, during the game was, yeah. uh, I don't know if you remember, around about the 85th minute, they get a corner. Yeah. And I just remember saying out loud to Seb, Seb, it's just a game. Just remember that. It's just a game. Okay, if this one goes wow. in, it's just a game. Yeah. Because yeah. I was thinking... Knowing Spurs, I, I, need, I need to control that myself. <laughs> yeah, knowing Spurs, this is going to go in yeah. two all. Then mouthy lot are going to go mental, yeah. and it's like we've just thrown away a comfortable game here. That's all I yeah. kept thinking. So obviously, when that when when and funny enough, I think Lloris saved that the second time yeah. round, and that was the his goal kick that led to Sonny's goal. So we went from. Please don't let this be 2-2 two, two, to like two minutes later, oh my God, we're winning 3-1, which is probably why that noise level you heard was yeah, just me was and the rest of us just so relieved. <laughs> Sonny's goal, you know, like there are goals and stuff and you see them celebrated and things and you see sometimes like if a player hasn't scored for a while and they score, you, it's like a release and you know, stuff like that. Yeah, Sonny... That was his second of the game, but the release, I think, you saw from him and the players was that this streak crap was done. Yeah, Do you know yeah, what I mean? It was sure. like, you could almost see that that had become a real, for us as fans, but for them as players, it was a clear issue. And when he scored that third goal, his reaction was incredible. Yeah, sure. But the the whole team, and then you just got to watch it. Have you seen Conte cam yet? Yeah, I've got to see yeah, Conte yeah, cam. Yeah, I actually yeah, enjoy yeah, that more yeah. in the game. <laughs> Sometimes, yeah, yeah. When you know the result, it's the best. Yeah. He, he, I mean, he loses. And when they subbed Sonny, and Sonny's more cuddle the pair of them. Yeah. Oh, man, that was... Again, it's just a pure emotional release. You could see it, and I think the stadium like went. <sighs> yeah, <laughs> you know, like, we'll cheer in a minute. We're just kind of just gonna <laughs> sit here. I just We're remember. Just gonna I just remember it. looking after the third goal winning, and when everyone calms down, I just remember looking, yeah. turning around, looking at the guy behind me, and I'm like, 
I just I, like I'm just I can't. They how do I survive being a Spurs yeah. fan? They just put you through like it's that it's that emotional stress, isn't it? Like it, it's <laughs> it's it's. it's it's more tiresome than physical stress. I mean, I'd happily lift boxes all day and, and yep. feel less tired than I do watching 90 minutes of Spurs play. Yeah, man, that's fair. That's fair. I do think Spurs fans take years off all of our lives. Oh, I'm just going to put that out there. It's, so, like, it's, it's a relief. And don't get me wrong, it was happy relief. And, like, yeah. you know, but I'm like, jeez, I can't. Like, I can't. And my body aches because I've just like been tense for the last... I mean, what would it be? Yeah, it'd been the entire it's the second tension. half. You yeah. don't even realise you're doing it. You're no. like holding yourself rigid. I finished watching, I can't remember what game it was ages ago, and I finished, and I was like, oh wow, like everything feels tight. And I, I stood up and was like, oh, gee, all my muscles, what the hell? Yeah. I feel like I've been at the gym, and I realised I was like literally had fists. I'd made fists in my hands. <laughs> I was like literally, I was so tense watching yeah. it. I was like, oh wow, that's, that's not good. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> there's sure. probably there's probably a lot of therapy hours needed to <laughs> yeah, sort that out. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> not Just... quite as many therapy hours. I need to stop looking at bloody throw-ins because, of course, in this game there was a foul throw. Oh yeah, do you know what? I, I said <laughs> when that happened. <laughs> I said to Seb, I'm like, how much do these guys get paid, right? I know. Like, like, and I, I said, know. Seb, you know how to take a throw in, right? And you're nine. <laughs> my my <laughs> only my only thing I'd say is that sometimes repetition, you do just completely... Like, I, I remember um, I used to be quite critical of people working in retail. You know, people are retail and they're doing their job, like, and they say, oh, that's one pound and something. And I go, oh, I've got the 5p. And I'd watch them look blank, like, oh, now what do I do? What do I do? Yeah. And I used to think to myself, God, how thick are people working in these jobs that they can't work out that they just give me a pound back? You know, this is awful. <laughs> I then did that job for a while. Your brain goes numb. Yeah. Man. It's like literally the tilt. You're literally the computer says no. <laughs> <laughs> and, and someone will say to you like, oh, I've got that. And you're just like, don't do that to me. Don't do that to me. My brain's got to wake back up. I am in like my favorite place right now. Don't do it. Yeah, so uh, yeah, with that, I just think it's the same thing. I think you're so into the like, oh, okay, just get the ball back on. Yeah, yeah it's a foul throw. Yeah, Why was it? Because you basically hopped, you idiot. <laughs> but of course, I noticed that. You know, <laughs> shocking that it was. Um, but I, uh, one of the things I want to talk about about the win, which I want to talk about, Sonny, because I said on the podcast a little while ago that he's heavily linked with a move to Bayern Munich. I was concerned that his head had been turned because his performance it looked like he was just lacking something um his first goal he did the shush thing um and someone screen grabbed it and sent it to me and said shut up yeah i, I don't think sonny was aiming it at me no i don't think i don't think it was me it was aimed at. i think he has a thing with west ham fans yeah. which is well documented however one i'm not alone in thinking he doesn't look quite right but two I, I'm not like I wasn't like I was digging him out. I was just like, oh no, I, I you know he doesn't look quite right. He doesn't look quite himself. It's just an observation. Yeah, trying to find a reason. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and and even in the game, like he scored two goals, could have had a hat trick. Obviously, one was an own goal, but he was there to put it in if if the the cat kicker hadn't, which we'll come on to. Um, I yeah, I just I I love the guy. He is just so pure joy for me, and I love him in a Tottenham shirt. And I want to see him win stuff with us because you know there's certain players at the club, Hugo Lloris, uh, Harry Kane for one, Sonny, Eric Dyer. I I want to see them in pictures that I'm going to treasure forever. Like I've got the '91 FA Cup winning team still picture that, and I know I know those faces. They're like etched in my mind. I want a picture of those guys holding something. Do you know what I mean yeah. by that? It's kind of like. 
there's like their their time at the club. I'd love that to be sort of like stamped forever. I'm gonna remember forever anyway. But I I just would like that. And he's definitely one of them. Can you imagine the smile on his face with the FA Cup in his hands? Oh, it'd be unbelievable. So you got so the the four players that instantly come to mind for me. And I guess maybe unless I'm missing someone, uh, you're looking at Dyer, yeah, Lloris, Kane, and Son. Those four players. It's like. And apologies if I'm missing other players yeah. here that have been playing for a long time, but they're the four. I'm like, it would cap off the years they've been at the club. They've they've gone through the Pochettino era, haven't they? Yeah. It's like it's just it's almost like you say, like you say, like just have a trophy at the end of it, and it's it's been worthwhile, you know. <laughs> yeah, it, it would just feel yeah, it feel good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so but the win I thought was great. Like I said, I thought we played really well. Um, I was delighted to see just a continuation of these patterns of play that we're seeing and starting to really kick in and click. Uh, I think Kulazewski has been brilliant for us. Yes. Um, he is such a strong player. He is born for the Premier League. I mean, he's still only 21. You forget that, don't you? You forget he's <laughs> yeah, only 21. You really do, because he had like 400 games in Serie A. So like, you, you look at him and his experience of playing in Italy and you think the guy's got to be 25 plus. And like he looks Benton it. Court. He looks 25. Oh, yeah, he looks 30. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the dude's had a hard life. He's got, um, he's, got, but... he's got the Oliver Skip thing about him, hasn't he? Like, if you put Oliver yeah. Skip and him together, you're like, mm. how are these two just 21 each? Yeah, like, it doesn't make yeah, any sense. Yeah, it's is ridiculous. <laughs> But also, um, uh, Skip apparently is very close to a return. Okay. Uh, they're managing the pain now, and they... they there are two rumours on this, and they contradict each other. Okay, so rumour one is he's going to take pain meds till the end of the season, and then possibly needs a surgery. Rumour two is that he's had a bit of a confidence issue. It's not a pain thing. It's actually been a case of it was so freaking painful when he did it. When he goes to sprint in turn now, he, he has a kind of, oh, I don't want to do that again. <laughs> do, do you know what? They, 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 I mean, I don't know the, the psychology, obviously, that goes behind mm. uh, players. Uh, you might yeah. be able to give, shed a bit of light on obviously be your a rugby days. Bit, yeah. But, uh, you know, yeah, it's got to be something in there. You've only got to look yeah. at, I think, Sessignon. Sessignon's a player I who, so, yeah. I think his injuries have really knocked his confidence, you know? Well, massively, because it feels like every time he gets a run a game, something goes wrong. Mm. That's got to play in your mind. It's got to be like, even when you're playing well and playing games, your brain's got to be going, oh, no, what now? Like Every time you go into a challenge, every time you hit a deck, you know, you're like, oh, no, please, no. Mm. Uh, it's got to play on your mind. I mean, for me, I, I had the stupidest injury thing ever in the history of the world, I think. I broke my right wrist, right? So in rugby, the ball goes to ground, you try and claim the ball back, and I put my hand on the ball, and as I've done it, someone is stamped, and I broke my wrist. Ouch. That's my right wrist, okay? It was the first game of a season, so I had a surgery to fix it and everything was fine and I've rehabbed and I've got to the end of the season, the last game of the same season, I come on to play. So I played the first half of the very first game and I've come on in the second half of the very last game. To call you Carl Walker-Peters, mate, won't we? Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the ball's at the deck, right? And the closest hand to it was my right hand but because of what happened I didn't do it right. but I reached with my left hand exactly the same thing happened with my other wrist oh, mate. both my wrists broken in the same year doing the exact same thing it, ridiculous but do you think after that season I ever did that again and mm. I'll tell you the answer is no yeah 
it was like if I'd moved my right hand at the end of the game, it would have been fine because the ball would have come in before anyone else got there. Mm. But because I went, oh no, can't do that again, and then but realised I had to get the ball. Yeah, it was ridiculous. But after that, nope, never. Yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it does. It does play a massive part. And it does play an issue. Confidence, confidence is huge. Um, you know, it's another thing with Sonny. Perhaps Sonny's had injuries this season. He he doesn't. Typically, Sonny's always fit. But there's a couple of times this season he's carried a few things. He's had a groin problem, so it could be a, it could be that. Mm. It could be that he's kind of shaken by that. Um, but the links to Bayern Munich are true. They're definitely there. Uh, you don't have to look far to find them. Uh, apparently, they're, they're preparing a significant offer for him. So, if he I guess. he's not going, he's not going. I, I don't think I don't think Sonny's the sort of player that'd say I want to go. Um, I think it's a, an issue for the club. You know, you look at it and you go, if you were going to sell Sonny, when would you do it? The reality is, as a club, could you stomach losing Kane and Son in the same same summer? Mm. Probably not. Um, and, of course, the reality of Harry Kane is he's on international duty at the moment. So, of course, he's talking up leaving like he always bloody does. <laughs> um, every time. Every time I forgive him, <laughs> he goes and does an interview and I just want to slap him. T- to be honest with you, he hadn't said anything wrong this no. time, in my opinion. He got asked the question, he just said, I'm focusing on the end of the season and who knows what will happen after that. Of course, as a Tottenham fan, I want him to go, no, nah, that's done. That was last year, I'm happy, just bugger off. <laughs> but... I, I know, yeah, I, look, I know your issues with him, obviously, with the Gary yeah. Neville interview and stuff like that. Yeah. But I, I just, I can't help with Kane now, just to look at him and almost think, mate, you deserve you deserve it. Like, you know, you deserve yeah, look, to go there, somewhere there to is, win some trophies. There, there, is no, there is no doubt in my mind that if handled better, I would have been Team Kane in the argument. There's not a doubt in my mind. I did not like the orchestrated I'm going to get out of my contract, I'm going to manipulate this. Because to a certain extent it did work for a little while. It wasn't until... It wasn't until he like, didn't show up the training and stuff and he got caught out on it. I mean, it's just... There are so many factors to that that just weren't right. I mean, Gary Neville... I mean, I've always liked Gary Neville as a pundit. I've enjoyed his analysis. But just over the last, I don't know, year or two years, he seems to have listened to how much people like him and decided he's going to use it for his own ends. I, I don't know what the hell's gone on with him. But the interview with Harry Kane... Could you imagine if Jamie Carragher had done that with Paul Pogba? what Gary Neville would have to say about that. <laughs> you know, yeah, he's exactly. defended it constantly. Yeah. Like, oh, we did nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with what he did. And now here he is a year later, basically talking about, oh, Manchester United should get Pochettino and get Kane. You know, he's, he's saying it like nonstop. It's kind of... His, his bias like, just blind. Because yeah. the, the thing is with, with, with Neville, I, I like him, right? And, and, and yeah. I, like it, I like his political views I, I kind of align myself with a lot of lot of what he says but the problem with it is that if he's going to be outraged at someone ba- behaving badly like he is and he does he's quite yeah. vocal then don't behave badly yourself do you know what I mean no. don't start doing these snidey little things yourself if you're going to be outraged at other like politicians and, doing and, snidey and things and you're exactly you know? right you're exactly right I mean he, he, glass houses throwing stones yeah. I mean there are plenty of things I look at and go I have done wrong in my life and because I've learnt from that I feel that I can now comment on do this but I don't 
try and preach to people when I'm like doing the opposite myself. Yeah, of it's course. Like, yeah, yeah, don't don't really work. Um, so it was a good win over West Ham. Um, we're now in the international break, and I mentioned Kulisevsky earlier on. My biggest thing with international breaks, especially when it's friendlies, is please don't have a stupid injury. Like, yeah. please, please don't do it. And I'm watching the games last night, and I see Kulisevsky has basically been cracked in the face and had an egg growing out of his cheek. It looked nasty. It looked really nasty, and I hope he's okay. He did carry on, which is a whole other debate for me and head injuries in football but he carried on um, I'm hoping that's a sign that they don't think his cheekbone's broken or anything or his eye socket because it, it looked nasty, have you seen it at all? I haven't, no, I didn't. I wasn't even yeah. sure where it happened yeah, no, Kulisevsky, yeah, it looked yeah, it looked nasty, it was a real horrible injury if you've not seen it everybody, go look it up I will <laughs> unless, unless you're squeamish don't, don't, look at, don't look at squeamish things um yeah. Uh, so at the moment, everyone's everyone's ticked the boxes. Um, one of the things that happened in the internationals last night is uh, is Bales, sorry Wales, uh, won their game two one, uh, thanks to two goals from a certain Gareth Bale, who once again was being quizzed about how the Spanish press treat him and stuff. And once again, he I think he answered it quite succinctly um, without letting him off the hook, which is nice. None of this, oh, I don't read it. He just went in two-footed. Good boy. Um, it raised the debate again. I saw it quite a lot amongst Spurs fans, so I'm going to raise it with you. Is there a space with Antonio Conte for a Gareth Bale to come in, do you think? No. No, that's my thinking as well. I... I don't I, think he'd work with him. No, I I just think that um, uh, uh, Conte's a bit like he needs players a bit like how Pochettino needed needed players, which yeah. are young, uh, very yeah. um, like look, Bell's Bell's a, a luxury player, isn't he? And especially his age now, he's a luxury player, <clears> isn't yeah. he? And, and Conte's system just doesn't allow for luxury players. Look Could, at and Dombele. Could um oh don't don't get me started on him. He's on loan at the moment, and he's he's did really well there for a couple of games, and now he's hit his little comfort zone, and just he, he ain't even getting picked for him at the moment. No, yeah, I, anyway. yeah, I, I, I know. It's obviously, he's, he's he's still a player in Dombele, isn't he? But I know we've we've talked about him quite a lot. Mm. But the guy just has it's just his attitude. It's just wrong, yeah, and it's it's, waste it's and, of talent. Yeah, it is like yeah, absolutely utter waste of talent. That guy, I've I've seen. Honestly, in all the years I've, I've been a season ticket holder, mm. he probably is the best. He's got the best ability of anyone I've ever seen, and that's including yeah. the opposition of I've yeah. watched on the ball. But his attitude is just awful, and like like you're saying now, if he's letting himself down at Leon, he's he's, he's an idiot. He's an absolute he idiot. You know, yeah, it's such it's such yeah, a shame. Bonkers. Yeah, he's no, an idiot. I agree. Uh, no, I, I agree with you. Yeah, it is is aggravating to watch someone throw stuff like that away. All the god given talent under the sun. Completely. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's it's an intriguing time. Like the international break, so we'll see that. Uh, hopefully, we'll stay completely injury free and we'll come back. I I did see that um uh, back Osaka Arsenal uh, returned because he tested positive for COVID, which again raised that little thing for me around Arsenal getting that game against us postponed. Um, I, <laughs> I've quite enjoyed uh, the little war of words that is developing between Conte and Arteta. Um, Arteta's been moaning about fixtures and stuff like that, and and Conte's basically 
laid it into him a little bit about I don't want to hear it from you. You know, oh you have no right to, to voice this crap because yeah. you know you played the system. And literally, the rules were changed after Arsenal screwed us out of that game. Mm. Um, now I have said ever since that game got postponed, I have that sinking feeling in the pit of my stomach of lasagna gate again. Do you know what I mean? Like we'll both be going for a fourth spot. We'll both be there. It'll all be on that game. They'll arrange it like the Wednesday before the final game. And we'll all know whoever wins that, no matter what happens in the final game, we'll finish fourth. Do you know what I mean? It'll all be on it and we'll go into it. And the week beginning is like, Oh yeah, Tottenham have had five players test positive for COVID, but because of the fixtures, they can't possibly rearrange it. Do you know what I mean? I, I can just sense it. Given what's happened, it's like it's building. It's like when you see a player give away a corner needlessly, you know they'll score. <laughs> you, you just know it. Sam, I was having a really good day, mate, until you just give me that scenario. Like, yeah, honestly, you've just completely you, killed my vibe. But do you know what I mean, though? Do you know what, it, Am I alone in that? Like, it's Yeah, just, it's going to happen. Sort of, you see it and you think, wow, I know the script. This I've lived happen. this. I've lived this before. I've, I swear, like, Don't I'm stuck move, in the yeah. Matrix and this is a glitch once again. Um, obviously, I hope it's not that. I mean, I, it's one of those things, like, you go into one of those games and you lose that game, it hurts and it's painful. But if you lose a game of football, you lose a game of football and you have to take that on the chin that you weren't good enough. When you go into a game like that and it's been set up the way it has and something like that might happen, it's that, that's, the, that's the painful scenario. For me. Like, the Zanny Gate was painful. Oh, it was Because horrible. it felt, it was injustice. It yes. was real injustice. Um, you know, Pedro Mendes' goal that wasn't at Old Trafford well, oh. was a goal but wasn't given. Those two points that were taken from us and that was enough to get us over the line. That you know, mm. so much stuff. You know, that's the painful bits. The injustice stuff is the painful stuff. Losing a game when you've not played well enough hurts, but you you move on from that pretty quickly. The other stuff, not so much. So my hope is that at least we get to a point where when we do go head to head. It is. It it's is irrelevant. Least, yeah. Yeah. It's. It's. Yeah. So I. I find it interesting that the fixtures still not been arranged. Um. There is this little. Uh, little rumor going around that we're the ones playing silly buggers with that. It's a little bit of revenge, I think. Good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A little bit of kind of like they're saying, "Oh, we'll play it this day," and we're going, nah, "Can't do that. Yeah. We're washing our hair." Um, <laughs> Yeah, because there's this little thing, right? Now, this won't happen because no, it's not in anyone's interest for it to happen. But there is this little thing about the season has to end with everybody playing on the same day, kicking off at the same time. Okay, that is a it is like a hard, in concrete rule. And it's the reason why Lasagna Gate happened because if it happened any other time during the season, they would have allowed us to postpone it, but not the final day. Yeah. So the final day of the season, it doesn't matter if half your squad's COVID infested, that it will go ahead and the fixture will be decided. Like, say we can't feel the team in the final day, it'll be a 3-0 win to the other team. That's mm. it. That's the end of it. It's not, not a rearrangement, nothing. The final day is concrete. So with that being in mind, if Tottenham cannot find a date that suits them before then, <laughs> right, in theory, and this is, like I said, it won't happen, but in theory, what would happen? Because that game was cancelled because of Arsenal. So if Tottenham can justifiably say, no, due to all the things we've got going on, all this stuff, we cannot find a fixture that suits, I'd, I'd love to know where to go with that. Because, Three new you know, Spurs. I, well, it's, that's the, it's to the letter of the law, that's what it should be. 
But then if you were going to do the letter of the law, then that should have happened before. I, I think with the way they've done this and they know it, they've backed themselves into a corner. I swear Tottenham are making everyone hang on just to make everyone sweat a little bit, just to kind of go, do you know what? <laughs> you, you lot have ballsed up here and you know it. So, uh, no, we can't do that Tuesday. Sorry. Oh, that one? No, sorry. We got a concert at our stadium that day. <laughs> like, you... I swear they're like really ramping up the events quick. <laughs> Yeah, do you know what? You talk about the, the doomsday scenario, then yeah. surely, surely, like, by by the law of averages, they yeah. should, Arsenal should have this as a doomsday doomsday occurrence, you know, just, just to uh, give us a little bit of retribution. Yeah, you know? I mean, I, I think Arsenal and Chelsea Football Club are actually examples of how good doesn't always triumph over evil. Yep. Um, I, I think it's an important lesson for our children to mm-hmm. learn, you know, that, like, okay, you've grown up on Disney, Here's the illustration of how the world really works. Yeah. Evil does win sometimes. Yep, yep. You know, Hitler, Putin, Arteta. No, okay, that was <laughs> that was harsh. Abramovich. There we go. That feels better. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so <laughs> Jesus, someone's going to clip that. I'm going to not hear the end of that. That's that's going to come back. And bite it's, me. it's the only time he's been putting the same brackets into. My, um, my brother used to have this thing, right? used to say, if I was in a room, this is how old it was, if I was in a room with Hitler, Saddam Hussein, and Celine Dion, and I had a gun with only two bullets, I'd shoot her twice just to make sure he oh, hated man. Celine Dion. And there's so many times with like Arsenal players and stuff, like Arsene Wenger, I used to say the same thing. If I was in a room <laughs> with Stalin, Hitler, and Arsene Wenger, I'd shoot him twice. But she, you know, yeah. she, she's a cow, though, Celine Dion, isn't she? Oh, she's a nice lady, yeah. Have you seen, I, I feel like I've mentioned this before, but have you seen the, the, the video, I've, I've seen it on TikTok, of her in her car? Have you seen that? I don't think where, so. Where she's, she's sitting in a car and uh, mm-hmm. somewhat, there's a fan, out, obviously a super fan outside, yeah. just start, who starts belting out one of her songs, right? Yeah. What do you think Celine Dion does? I'd, I'd like to think that she just turned her radio off or something, I don't know. Even worse, she just stares at her, right? Oh. Doesn't acknowledge this, this, this poor girl singing her yeah. heart out trying to impress her. And just yeah. presses the button on the window and just shuts the window. No, that's that's ice cold. It's so ice cold. That's so. Oh wow. I mean, no, I'm sure Saddam Hussein had more heart than she is. Yeah, yeah. And Hitler could paint, so you know. Exactly. <laughs> My brother was right. You do shoot her twice just to make sure. Oh no. This podcast is going to be called "Shoot Celine Dion Twice," and no one, everyone's going to be like, "What?" It's got to be my favourite thing. I don't know. If, wasn't I, I don't know. I don't know if people have actually ever noticed this, but whenever we do talk about something random on, on the podcast, I do try and name it after that random thing. Oh, there you so go. the people, so the people listening will get it. We're like, "Oh, right, that's why it's called that." <laughs> Uh, this one was just going to be called The Streak's Over, but I think I'd no. shoot Celine Dion twice. Yes, <laughs> it's now, it's now going to be the name of this week's show. <laughs> uh, speaking of the, the fans and listeners and people who get in touch, uh, it is now time to head across to our social media. Now it's time for your comments from our social media. Okay, my friend, Facebook or Instagram, we have options for both this week. Right, let's flip my Instagram Facebook coin, and it lands on Instagram. 
Instagram. Dun dun dun. Here we go. Uh, Instagram. We have a message from DarrenWard.3 who says, I am a season ticket holder in the North Stand, way up in the nosebleeds, and it gives a really interesting view of the patterns of play that Conte is implementing. For example, a lot of fans were frustrated when we were not pressing West Ham high up the pitch, but to me it feels as though we are marking the pitch more zonally and deeper in an attempt to draw them out. I also think it's the same concept with the way we build from the back until we can get it to Kane or Decky's feet and then suddenly we go at them. What are your thoughts on this in general as a tactic as it can make for a nervy and frustrating watch at times? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm obviously I'm the opposite opposite side to him so I'm getting that view but just obviously from the opposite side. But yeah. yeah, he's right. I mean, to be fair, we've kind of always... I mean, playing out from the back has been our thing for a while, hasn't it? And it yeah. always, I think you you said, and I'm of the same opinion, that Lloris is the one that always gets me the most nervous. Yep, 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 100 <laughs> And I think, based on what I've seen of him, he agrees. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, he is 100% the most nervous doing that. Yeah, yeah, sure. But yeah, I don't think that's changed. But, uh, no. I mean, look, I, I'll be honest, and I'm just going to be honest here. I don't, I don't, uh, I don't um, what's the word, um, take it... Oh, you know, I'm not looking at the the, the tactics probably no. to the same depth. You're not checking as, as the throw-ins. I, I'm you, just I'm not. just sitting there with my knees shaking, thinking, please don't concede. <laughs> <laughs> well, that knee shake has helped us several times. Um, I, I tell you, it's, it's interesting because uh, Jose Mourinho kind of implemented this a counter-attack tactic with us, um, and it worked really well until teams figured us out. There is a massive difference between Conte and Jose in setup, not just formation-wise in the use of the players, but also in the fact that we vary it. And nothing can illustrate that better than the goals scored against West Ham. Because when West Ham tried to press us high, Lloris kicked long. Mm. Think of the goal. Literally, it's 1970s Wimbledon. It's a long ball from Lloris. Kane flicking it on. Drawing two centre-backs. Yeah. Yeah, and Kane and Son running in and scoring past the keeper. It was literally route one. It was the definition of, up, have it! (laughs) And, you know, see what happens. But that was planned. That was something that, because you don't, just naturally do that in a game. Kane doesn't naturally just go for a flick on and Son doesn't magically just sprint in off of every single thing. You know that that is a variation that can be employed in the game. Now, we try and play out from the back, but this is the thing. Under Pochettino, everything was played at the back, like Pep at Man City. Their whole philosophy on football is we bring a team onto us and we are so good, we pass through them. And because we brought them on, that creates space. That is their whole philosophy on football, and that is how they will play all of the time. Jose, I don't give a crap about possession, don't give a crap about the stats, I just want to win the game. Mm. The only stat that counts is goals, so we will play the way to score goals, and that is we will just surrender the ball, and the minute we win it back, we we go. That's it. We're like, we're like a coiled spring. Under Conte, it's like, sometimes we'll play it at the back. Sometimes we're going to kick it long. You cannot set against that. Yeah. You cannot have a preset kind of, well, it's Tottenham. We know they'll do this. And that is really helping us. Because, like I said, Jose's start with that tactic was phenomenal. We were top of the league. Yeah. But then every team in the country went, 
okay, Southampton played a high line against them, they got destroyed, we don't do that, okay, they're going to go long, they're going to do this, okay, we'll just put three on Kane, mm. <laughs> he ain't mm. going to get the ball, yeah. uh, Sonny's going to get marked out of the game, no one else is making the runs, and as soon as they stopped that, as soon as they stopped Kane and Son, who still had great seasons, by the way, but nothing like the start they had, we, we struggled. Yeah. With Conte, you can't do it. No. Because if you go really hard on Kane, or really hard on Sonic, Kulisevsky has come and is playing great. Lucas Moura has not done a lot wrong this season. Lucas Moura still, every cameo he makes is is good. Stephen Bergwijn came off the bench, as we all know, against Leicester and won us that game. Yeah, there are There is a real firepower, and a lot of it's coming down to the way he has us set up. So, yeah, I, I think it can be nerving. It can be difficult to watch at times when we do surrender the ball. But like I said right at the start of the podcast, one of the things I am seeing us do now is dominate the ball, which is, that's like the best of Pochettino and the best of Mourinho coming out in our yeah, football of right now. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, which, which I love. Uh, the next one on here is the Johnny Stark. Think Dyer was robbed of a spot in the England team? Question mark. Surely his current form is better than the likes of Maguire. Mr. Stark, I owe you an email. I apologise. You emailed in and I've not replied. You are you are the poor sucker that emailed in and I read it and went, oh, I'll reply to that later. And here we are. <laughs> you can <laughs> verbally reply. So. Yeah, sorry, mate. Um, But, yeah, uh, the fact that Maguire... I find that difficult. One thing I'd say is Maguire tends to play well for England in internationals, even when his form for Man United isn't the best. But at the same time, when you're picking a squad, I don't understand how Dyer didn't make that squad. When you look at the England defenders that have been picked, I don't get it. Yeah, personally. I, I, I don't either. Uh, you know, Dyer's uh, form under Conte yeah. has been phenomenal, hasn't it? He's, he's yeah, like a... Absolutely. And he, and he admits it. I mean, he had an interview recently and he said, like, I've just... I'm playing the best, most consistent football yeah. of my entire career. And this is a guy yeah. that, you know, you look at those Pochettino seasons, you know, and yeah. I know he wasn't playing centre-back then. He was no. playing more as a defensive midfielder. But, yeah, mm. you can see the consistency now. And I, I know I know, yeah. poor old McGuire gets a bash all the time. Like, yeah. honestly, Seb, I have him in tears when we talk about, like, when we take the mickey out of Maguire. And I know, look, Maguire's a professional football player. I think the problem with yeah. him is that he's a decent centre-back, but yeah. he's just not 80 million, is he? And really, yeah. is, is he even Man United quality? Is he what they're looking for? No. When you look at, no. look, Romero, who, yeah. like, by, by the way, was just, like, fantastic against West Ham, as he always is. Yeah, he, and, he is a lot of fun to watch. There's, there's a lot of critique about Romero, but I, I just love the guy. Oh, really. I, honestly, I just, he is fantastic. And the fact yeah. that we paid half of what Man United paid for Maguire, for Romero, yeah, yeah. it's just like, you can't, I mean, there's even the, the you know, talking about TikToks, it's the, the, have you seen it, the Harry Maguire TikTok, there's like a, there's a sound yeah, that people use. I, have, I, have I, 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 don't, them, yeah. I, I don't like battering people, and he's English, isn't he? and like, you know, he's, when he's playing for England, but I just, I think part of the problem with him is just the, how much they paid for him and stuff, and he is prone to just wally I, moments, isn't he, yeah. you know? I, I think Man United, not. Play, Man United want to play a certain way that isn't Maguire. Maguire, yeah. like Hugo Lloris, isn't playing it at the back. He, yeah. he may feel like he is. He may think I'm a good footballing centre-half. He's not. He's an English oh. centre-half. Yeah, good in yes, the air, there you go. Offensive and defensive. Yeah. Good at blocks, putting his body on the line. Don't have him play football. Like You put him next to a ball-playing centre-half, tell him to give it to the other one, everything's simple, 
and focus on the good parts of your game, all of a sudden he looks like an 80 million defender. There you go. You do, know, do, like yeah. Rio Ferdinand and Vidic. Ferdinand, yeah. phenomenal football player. He looked like majestic at times on the ball. Vidic, not so much. Yeah, of course. Together, brilliant. He's a good example for us, Dawson and King. Like Perfect, perfect yeah, example. Yeah, uh, uh, and I mean, King, I, I just, the guy, could pl- he could play anywhere, couldn't he? He could have played anywhere. Yeah. I mean, obviously, he played centre-back with position. With, with Dawson, he's, he's, Dawson he was more your, your Maguire, like you say, your old-fashioned yeah. centre-back, you know? Yeah, yeah, win it in the air, you know, good on the challenge, good at blocking. Yeah. But you ever, you ever took King away, Dawson didn't look as good. Absolutely. And I feel a bit bad now because I feel like I'm comparing apples and pears now, comparing Maguire no. with Romero. But I guess the point yeah, that was made yeah. was Dyer with with, with yeah. Maguire. And, yeah, and I, I think... I, I, Dyer, Dyer is a really good defender and he's an intelligent lad and an intelligent player who is England experienced. You know, he went to the World Cup, scored a winning penalty in a shootout for England. Yeah. Why he's not being considered for the squad, given the build-up towards another World Cup, is beyond me. You'd want to take him. With his experience, with the form he's in, I, I don't get why he wouldn't get picked. Can I just say as well, I know... Um, just mentioned the World Cup, Korea. I know you did mention the fixtures yesterday, the, the, the game yesterday. Yeah. Just very, very briefly, just say, yeah. how mental was it that Italy have been knocked out of another World Cup oh, to North Macedonia? Wow. Like, honestly, like I just I saw the result yesterday, and you know, you just think like, what? That's, that's what? wrong. They got around the wrong way, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It is mental. This, like, you, you, like, you don't qualify for World Cup, you win the you win the Euros, yeah, Euros. and then you don't qualify for the next World Cup. Yeah. When has it ever happened in the history so, of So I'm starting to think that Italy is a national team or Chelsea in the Premier League, you know, finish fourteenth, win it. Finish twelfth, yeah. win it. <laughs> it's it's bizarre. It's, it is mental. really bizarre. Mental. Um I don't I don't get what the hell's gone on with them. Because in the Euros, us in Italy were the two standout teams. Yeah. You know, the final was between the two standout teams. I'm still angry about it, but let's mm. put that on one side. So Italy deserved to win that, you know. They, you know, us and them, whatever. We was very little between them, but either of us had won it, we'd have deserved to win it in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, to then go into the qualifier, it's it's almost like a, a Tottenham effect, almost of you know, all <laughs> oh, right, we're playing against a top team here, we need to perform. Oh no, we're playing North Macedonia. Never mind. Insane. All we got to do is show up. We're Italy, ain't we? Yeah, and Insane. they lost one 0 like the ninety first minute. <laughs> Was laughing me off. Yeah. <laughs> um, step in, Stefan is half Italian, so half of him was in tears yesterday. <laughs> so, but he did say at least it means at the World Cup he can just support one team. There you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No quandary this yeah. year. Yeah, the one team that's there. <clears throat> yeah. uh, we now have a comment from someone who has his own theme. Now he had his own theme, but then I kept getting copyright pinged because I borrowed it. So I kept saying at some point this man, because I promised I'd do this for anyone who wanted one, stupidly promised, um, I would do his own theme. So today is the debut of his theme and here it is. Thundering down from on high, it's a comment from Mountain Man. There you go, I think you'll like that. He's got his own theme tune again. Fantastic. Yeah, what more could anyone ever want? It is, of course, the Mountain Man, and he says, how many signings are we away from a title challenge? He does it with a winky, smiley face. (laughs) 
Uh, I should also point out that there's a reply to your here from the lovely Laura of Instagram who says maybe I will uh, remember to ask this question this week because of course last week the Mountain Man asked a question and uh, we weren't made aware. Uh, she let us down a little bit there. I, I do not want to dis- disrespect this guy to be honest with you. I don't want to come down his mountain man. It's Laura. Laura let us down. Laura, I, I, she, was, I was appalled to be honest with you. But she's representing so. Spurs News though, Sam, to be yeah, honest with you, as a she, team. She's, well, yeah, yeah. Well, she is the sex appeal. Well, her and Dan, I suppose. <laughs> Although you're you're very svelte nowadays. You know, the the running man over there, vegan power. But um, it's my age, mate. It's my age that's let me oh, down. Is now. that? Yeah. yeah, right. Okay. Can you not be a sex symbol with it? Age? Can you? No? As a middle-aged I man. Know. I don't know. I saw Jennifer Aniston at fifty recently, and thought, wow. I never thought I'd see the day I'd look at a fifty-year-old. Anyway, <laughs> move on from that. Um, so, Mountain Man, thank you for your question. How many Sonians do I think we are away from a title challenge? That's a really difficult question to answer because, you know, if I looked at the Leicester team that won the title, I'd have said they were 11 away <laughs> from from winning the title. Yeah. Uh, okay, so let's go through the spine of the team. Larice, perfectly capable of a title challenge winning team. QT Romero, definitely. 100%. Yep. Um, Dyer. Skip, skip, skip. Of course, Oliver skips, a title winner. Mm-hmm. Uh, all joking aside, just looking at his experience and everything like that, uh, Benson Kerr mm-hmm. in the midfield is is great. Um, Kulisevsky, Kane, Son. Um, I think you need to add in wing backs. I think you need to add in a left sided central defender, and I think we are challenging. Then I don't think you know it's it's difficult. It's very subjective, but wing backs and a left side. So that's three. There you go. I've gone three. Yeah, my, my for me. Definitely wing backs, uh, right wing backs. Um, yeah. I know Doherty's form has improved, but yeah. whether that whether it's whether he's got the ability to win us a title, I think it's something different. Uh, Emerson Royale doesn't hasn't he's settled. Not a wing back. Yeah, hasn't. Yeah, there you go. I know he's been playing that position. Mm. Left, um, Region has got the pace. Yeah. Whether. The final delivery or the final shot lets him down. Sessegnon still... He again doesn't look comfortable no, as a wing-back. No, uh, Sessegnon, if he can get his confidence back. But you're right, yeah. the spine of the team, the spine of the team's there. Uh, yeah. As much as, I know you hate me saying it because you love the guy, and I love the guy, Harry Winks mm. just hasn't... No. I feel like he needs no. to go the, to... The club The club need to look at this because we've let Delhi leave... And really, Harry Winks needs to go yeah, the same way. Yeah, yeah. Um, the club now has an issue around homegrown players, though, and club-trained players. Because Skip, I think because of his age, will now qualify as homegrown club-trained next season. Because whilst under 21, they don't count towards it. Right. So you could like promote five players in the youth team. If they're under 21, it doesn't help you yeah. with your figures. Just helps people, stops people cheat. seems cheating, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. Um so the way the way we need to go about recruitment is we would need to be looking in addition to signing the best players we can. We do need to recruit homegrown players. So when we're looking at our positions right now, like wing backs, I can't think of English wing backs really off the top of my head. Anyway, um, an English left-sided central defender. There's maybe one or two in the Premier League. Um, again, there's no one that screams at me straight away. Mm. So it is it's tricky, 
Um, I think Gallini is going to leave. His loan's going to end. I don't think he's done anything enough to justify signing him. We desperately need to replace him with an English homegrown goalkeeper. Um, but so much depends on the teams going down, of course, because there is a real possibility, although lessened now they've won a game or two, is Everton could go down. Now, Everton have got a crop of players there that teams around everyone will try I'll and be feast vultures, on. vultures, yeah. Yeah, absolute vultures. Um, and there's some real talent, but all the teams that are down there, if you're a Premier League side, even if you're at the bottom right now, you have got players in your squad who are good. <laughs> there's no doubt mm, about yeah. it. So Tottenham need to look at improving the squad, but keeping a homegrown level. Uh, and it is problematic because you only got to look at the example of Man United. Man United had a similar problem and they needed a central defender, which forced them to spend 80 million on Harry Maguire. <laughs> We've gone full circle, but that's, you know, that's the reality that that's the reality of the way the rules are. Yeah. So we do have to be a little bit careful with that. I just, I feel like you know, Phil, Phil Jones is still at the club as well, isn't he? Phil Jones is not <laughs> Phil, Phil Jones looks at Harry Maguire and says, "Sorry, mate, you're right." <laughs> what, what, what a state of it! I mean, we're all laughing. The guys are earning more money a week than I've oh, ever earned in my life. Of course, so yeah, far, yeah, of so. course. They're, they've got the last yeah. laugh, haven't they? Yeah, yeah well, absolutely, they have. And they go home to gorgeous women in their gorgeous palaces. houses. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what? Sorry, mate. I hate that guy. <laughs> Slabhead. Yeah. Um, Barry Fowles on Facebook says, you can see real improvement. Doherty's reborn. Bensinker and Kulu have hit the ground running. What do you think we need in the summer now? And with all the loans we have in place, outs and ins, is Paratigi leaving himself with a lot to do? I would like new business done early. Oh, don't we all? <laughs> then he the can spend the summer sorting out the loans. Faults. Um... A similar question to the one we just discussed, so I won't go too detailed on that. The loans thing's interesting because, yeah, Paratici loves to utilise the loan system. Um, currently being investigated for it in Italy for um, for money laundering, by the way, but we'll just brush past that for the time being. Yeah. Um, QT Romero's loan is going to be made permanent. I don't think there's any doubt in anybody's mind. The player's happy, the club are happy. Um, so unfortunately that's going to cost us a bit of money early in the summer um, the odds of Tangi Undenbele's loan and Giovanni Lachelso's loans out being made permanent seem to be diminishing which is worrying because yeah. obviously I think we'd like them to be made permanent I thought Lachelso was playing well Sam uh, it's not good he down is, he's, he's, he's playing alright but still I, I don't know we want a, a figure for him that I don't think anyone wants to pay um, and I don't think there's a written agreement in there. I think it's kind of like you get first dibs if you want to make a bid. If not, we put him on the open market, so to speak. Yeah. Take him down market like cattle. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's, it's interesting. You say about leaving himself a lot to do. I get the impression with Paratici, this is what he lives for. Yeah, completely. This kind of, I've got this this deal here, this deal there, these irons in the fire, these plates spinning, and I'm stood here like trying to balance the lot. I think this is... That's him. I think he loves it. Um, it's really a really interesting take that I've not read before about the Kulisevsky and Bentinger transfers. Is Paratici likes to like link up deals, likes to line them up, and then when it gets to the point where he needs to pull the trigger, make a decision. Then, like he will literally line up five midfielders, line up five right backs, so and he'll have everything agreed, discussed, laid out, and then go. 
that guy yeah. you know, uh, in the last minute. And a lot of us looked at the Juventus signings, me included, and went, this doesn't feel good. This doesn't feel like they've been properly researched. This feels like he got to the final day of the window, went back to his old club and went, um, anyone kicking about? Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, sure. Is that all right? Uh, the reality appears, or at least this one article uh, in the Italian press appears to be pushing the point of view of, he had them lined up. And he went looking for different targets with different attributes, or not different targets, different attributes, but kind of like, I know I can get them. I know I can sign them. I know the players are on board. I know the club are willing to sell to me. I know the deals are there. So I'm now going to look around to see if there's anyone with a different profile that I could possibly get, which would be better. If I can't, then I pull the trigger on these and I bring them in. Um, I think us as fans are all delighted with the improvements they've made to us as a team Benson Kuru is the closest player to a Modric type I think I've seen us have in a long time he is the player that Harry Winks, I thought Harry Winks was evolving into Mm. his calmness, his ability just to keep the ball moving and his work rate is incredible he is just everywhere all the time and whilst he does things simply and effectively it's a joy. You know, like you see him, it's really impressive. Yeah, and and, and the thing is, this is the thing. That, like, so Matt Matt Doherty is a good example of someone where you get into position and you think, right, you're you're wing back, wing back now. Go forward, run with yeah. the ball, and he passes back. And I think yeah. probably Winks was a bit like that. Whereas with Bentancourt, he's always looking oh, forward. Yeah. He's looking forward, always. isn't he? He's like always. spread it, get he, the get the attacks going. You know, yeah, he he is he is a player who looks very comfortable in the position. But also, you got to come back to this coaching thing about Conte. Okay. Every time Bensinger gets the ball, or every time Harry Kane gets the ball, our wing backs go. Yeah. If you yeah. next next time you watch Tottenham play, whoever is playing wing backs get on their bikes yeah. because they and the players know I'm on the ball. Look left, look right, because they will try and find space for me. Mm. So I have always got an eight ball that is moving forward. Mm. Kane gets the ball. He is just pinging passive for fun. It's He's like peak hoddle at yeah, the moment. It's, it's sublime. Like, that that one he set up for beautiful to watch. the one he set up for Sonny's first goal. I mean, yeah. could, he he, yeah. he, might, he just he might as well have served it up on like a on some silver on a silver plateau. It was just perfect, wasn't it? He, he really is something else. Yeah, uh, yeah he, his passing is just sublime. And you can tell by the way his game's evolving. You know, he's never been about... You know, he's not a Jamie Vardy pace merchant in any mm. sense. He's never been. But he is adding so much to his game for longevity potential yes. is there yeah. for him. Um, but yes, I, I hope we kind of answered that. I, I, it's it's going to be interesting because I think so much depends on our season finish, obviously, financially. Um, because there are so many rumours around free agents right now. Again, Paratici's reputation around loans is one thing. His reputation for signing free transfers is like world renowned. That is his jam. He goes for players out of contract. He he will sign them to do deals, to bring them in, to save on transfer fees, etc. Um, you look at the players that are available. This summer, for whatever reason, perhaps the pandemic led to loads of delays in contract talks. Who knows? The talent that is leaving, that is available, I think second to none. Yeah. I, you know, I, I saw. You know, typically you see a out of contract eleven, and you look at, it, oh, that's a, that's a good eleven. Yeah. But if someone said, okay, now make another one, they they couldn't. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, I saw the Sun online did four teams, and I recognised every player wow. in each team. 
Yeah. I was like, wow, that's not, you know, you got like Pogba, Dybala, you, uh, the names, they just keep going, Mbappe. Just like, and I know all of these aren't targets for us, but it is going to cause such a massive knock-on in transfer activity. You know, like uh, Real Madrid want to sign Mbappe. If they bring him in, Real Madrid have got no interest in retaining the five or six players they've got with one year left with others because they're going to be right to be paying this guy a ridiculous salary. Yeah, sure. Um, you look at Bale's out of contract, you look at Isco's out of contract, these players who for years have just been kind of fringes. You know, Bale, I think with the if Wales qualify for the World Cup, Gareth Bale is motivated. Yeah, yeah, sure. Someone is going to sign Gareth Bale yeah. and do well out of it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there, there's so much. There's so much there. So much interest in the summer, regardless of where we finish. We're gonna have to be busy. But if we manage to somehow grab the Champions League, then my optimism's kicking back in again. Mm-hmm. And Vanessa Cap says, "Will Antonio Conte stay for another season? We are getting there. Um, I, I again see how the season ends. I I think he has made it clear now publicly that when the season ends." He intends to turn to the club and say, right, I want to win something next year. To do that, I need this. And if the club go, oh, I can't afford it, he'll walk. Yeah, I don't blame him. Yeah, uh, and he he set it up. He set it up so he's he's the hero, no matter what happens. He has now fully put the pressure on Daniel Levy, Joe Lewis, Enoch, the owners of the club. They have got nowhere to hide. Because if, if he does walk... There's not a fan who's going to back the, their decision on this. No, you know, e- even me who said, God, I'm fed up of him doing this. Every time we lose, I'm going. I'm so much better than this. I'm like, no, leave it off. But the way he set this up, he has made it abundantly clear to everybody that at the end of the season, he is going to say, right, I've got 12 months left on my contract. I want to win something next year. Because he's even doing it for the fans. Have you heard him? Like, oh, you know, the fans accepted me from day one. They deserve victory. I want to give that to them. So it's like he's yeah, he's played this. He's played a blinder, really. Yeah, and he know and he knows him. He knows how much we love him. I mean, look, look, we, you know, we. I appreciate that Mourinho. Most of his tenure, there was no fans in the stadium, but no one ever sang yeah. his name. Whereas we're no. we're singing his name every single game. You know. Yeah, yeah. Well, Jose's up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tom Perk says, when Hugo goes, who is a realistic long term replacement? Who who do you two think we'll get? Uh, he says Pickford, Henderson, Johnston. One thing's for sure, it ain't gonna be Gallini. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Uh, what about you? I, I mean, I think we need to be looking at a English homegrown keeper if there's one available. Yeah, um, sure. But Man United grabbed one of the best ones that was available and have just parked him on the bench. You know, he, he was out there on loan playing games this season. He's rotated a bit with De Gea, but. Well, it, it, you know, you, you talked oh, earlier no. about Everton getting relegated. And if they do get relegated, yeah. Pickford's going to go because he's an England well, international. He can't afford to yeah. play in the Championship. So, do you know our last our last goalkeeper who was England number one was Paul Rodgers. Yeah, and that was when... signed from a relegated Leeds. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you know, because yeah. he's not going to like he's not going to Pickford. He's not going to stay. He, he knows yeah. he can't stay because if he stays, he loses England's. Uh, uh, position, you know, so but then um, could we bring him in with Lloris still at the club? Yeah, that's, yeah, potentially. I mean, like, you know, he's gonna like Lloris has got signed a new deal, hasn't he, for two years, yeah. so he's gonna be at the club for another couple of years. Yeah. But I, I, yeah, I mean, that's I, the, I, yeah. I mean, Lloris, Lloris, when he signed that contract, did make it abundantly clear one of his functions is to find the next keeper. Yeah, sure. He, he very much said in that interview, like, he sees this as he signed this deal to to be a part of the team to 
help the club transition to life after a huge owner release. Yeah, sure. What's that so like? If we, oh, I don't know. I can't I can even think about it. It's been a decade, man. It's, it's been brilliant. But imagine he looks at this and, like, and the club involve him as well. Like We're looking at Pickford. We think, you know, we can get him for the right money. We think this, we think this. Even if Everton don't go down, I think if you're in the Champions League, you've got a good chance of signing him. Mm. Um, and Lloris might look at it and go, okay, well, if he's comfortable for a year fighting with me, then I'll understand that in my last year, I'm his backup. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And you say to the player, right, right, you come in and you two are competing. It's not a number one, number two. You two train hard, you push each other, and you'll get picked on merit. But the idea is that you are here ready to transition. It's going to be down to him because at his age, you'll probably be thinking, I need to be playing every week. I'm a keeper. I want to be England's number one. It's all going to be down to your drive because there will be clubs that assign him and just be like, yeah, you're walking straight into the team. Yeah, of course. I don't know. It's it's interesting that there are a lot of good options and yeah. it'd be fun to, fun to think about. Um, Henderson at Man United, I still believe De Gea is going to Spain, surely this season. I don't know. Of course, a lot depends on who their new manager is going to be. He's been at, I um, think he's been at Man United the same amount of time Luis has been at Spurs, and he's been there a long, that. long time. Yeah, yeah. It does feel that. Uh, finally, Ryan Miller says, How is Undumbele and the Chelsea getting on? That's <laughs> there you <what>. go. <laughs> I'm seeing articles that Undumbele will come back to Spurs as he hasn't done much. Um, we were just talking about that. I, I will just add to it, though, Ryan. I will say that one article I read, which is in Le Quip in France, which I'm probably saying wrong. Um, was that Leon are interested in doing another 12-month loan, uh, basically saying um, we're not sure we can afford to buy him right now, but we're willing to cover his wages again. Spurs are happy potentially to do that, but would like to convert the option to an obligation if they do it. So in essence, they've got an option this summer to sign him for about 40 million quid. Um they would then turn that to an obligation to follow him probably for like 35 or something. Um, but the club are happy having his wages off the books. Having him off um, the books. <laughs> and having him not around the squad yeah. is the reality. That's why That's why he's gone. Mm. Um, you know, you could have kept a player of his talent around thinking, well, it's an option off the bench, but he's just been such a drain on everyone. Yeah, completely. Um, you know, I don't think it's... We, we got rid of four, bought in two, and we have improved. Yeah, you've only got to look at Arsenal, as much as I hate to say it. You know, it was yeah. a bit of a surprise when they got rid of Aubameyang, but... You yeah. can see it's worked for them, isn't it? You know, it has. It has definitely yeah. worked for them. Um, so there we go. That is everything. Thank you so much, everybody. Um, I do just want to end the show on a quick apology. We are a day late this week. That's because of me. My daughter was unwell. Um, we went to record, and my daughter went down in agony, and we had to wait for doctors and all sorts so apologies that is on me well, actually no it's on my daughter blame her oh i wish it better yeah, mate. <laughs> yeah yeah she'll, she'll be well soon and she'll she'll hear me saying that's so all cop for that in a bit <laughs> uh but yeah massive thank you to everybody for listening love the interaction please do keep getting in touch uh let us know what your thoughts are on all things tottenham at the moment we'll be back next week until then everyone you take care take care mate Thank you for listening to the Spurs News Podcast. We hope that you enjoyed the show. Stay up to date with all things Tottenham. Follow us on social media. All links are in the podcast description.